This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for liberty to worship you. Thank you that you have kept the enemy at bay. You paid for it all. We now have a future because you have settled the future. Blessed be your holy name forever. Accept our worship this morning in the name of Jesus. And as we go forward, Lord, please do something special here. Touch every life. Let Jesus be glorified. Let the reality of the resurrected Christ be known in each of our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. And have your way, Lord. Thank you once again, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Just greet one or two persons around you. I just celebrate. Say, Jesus is my life, you know. Oh, I'm so glad he lives. Come on. It's such a good feel. It's such a good no kind of heart that I'm having this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Once you've done that, you may take your seats. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And, 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 and when, when we were just um, you know, worshiping there, and I think David made reference to what the sanctuary keepers did. To be honest with you, I uh, I saw it, but the vine dressers did. Vine dressers did. Um, I love you, vine dressers. Uh, and so I, I, I just, I believe the Lord just started speaking to me from there. And I just spent a minute or two just to, and that's a near perfect depiction of what the cross should be, the cross of today. Um, the most important, the two most important items we put there, uh, there are a few that were missing. Um, the grave cloth must be there. That is the surest sign that he rose from the dead. And so I'm glad that the grave cloth over your life and my life is finding its way there. You understand what I'm taking, talking about? Because everything is vicarious. Vicarious means that there is an exchange. You know? So everything that happened to Jesus is supposed to happen to you. Now some of the things that happened to him cannot happen to you because it happened to him. <laughs> so he has taken that for himself. So the grave clothes must be there. That's good. Now the crown must be there. The crown of thorns, which signifies difficult lying down. Nobody can sleep with the crown of thorns. Because many of us, we go to bed at night, it is pain. Pain in the head. Wondering, Lord, where will this end? But I assure you this morning, it is there. And I, you have to just turn on your faith mode right now. Because the just shall live by faith. The crown is there. And now, I know the crown has covered a good part of it, which is I-N-R-I. Which means, Jesus, Nazarenus, uh-huh, does anybody know the rest? Rex, uh-huh, Ludesurum. You know what that means? Uh, you that did some Latin. At least you should know, Jesus, Nazarenus. What does that mean? Uh-huh. Then Rex, you should know Rex now. Uh-huh. And then Ludisurum simply means Jews, of the Jews. Now that is very, very important. He that died for is a king. 
And kings don't die alone. They don't die in vain. When kings die, things move. And things is moving in your life. Things are surely moving in our lives in Jesus' name. Now, a few things that are not there that hopefully we should have in mind that should be there will be nails. Those nails, they have to get back there. The nail that restrained us from being where we ought to be. The nail that nailed us and did not allow us movement. Those nails should get back there. One more blood must be there. There must be some sprinkling of blood there. And of course, your roses, actually, they spoke very well. The roses are very, very, you know, I'm cutting the birthday cake for Jesus today. Hallelujah. It's not his birthday, though. You know, when they do birthday cake, they do all those talking through. But I think that's just what I received there, and I believe God wants it for somebody here. Now, those roses are very, very instructive. They're not the roses of death. These are the roses of life. I know culturally people try to use white rose for death, but these are the roses of life. And thank God this is happening in spring. And I believe somebody is entering the spring season of their life right now. Entering the spring season of your life. And so, if you just focus from time to time on that, you will know that all that came through only one thing. One thing made that possible. And if I were to ask you to guess this morning, you have many guesses. But let me just spare us the time and the effort. And one thing, and that's what I'll talk about this afternoon, uh, this morning into the earlier afternoon. One thing, one thing, any thought, one thing made all that possible is a four-letter word, love. Love. Forget about every other thing, it's love. Everything is just love. Because those things that happened unto the Lord needed not to have happened. He didn't have to do them. He chose to do them because he loved you and I. And so, in the name that's above all names, the Lord will speak to you today. The central theme of the death and resurrection of our dear Lord is what? Love. John chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. Don't get too familiar with those verses. They contain everything we need and they contain much more than that. John chapter 3, verse 16 through to verse 18. Verse 16 says, For God so... Uh, let's stick with the King James Version. Uh, this one is good, but I may get caught somewhere in it. NKJV. Thank you. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What made God to give his only begotten son? That whosoever or whoever believes in him, in the son, should not perish. I'm surprised. He says, should not. No, shall not. You're not supposed to. But we go on to do that. But have what? Everlasting life. Verse 17, what does it say, please? For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Will you please read those few words together with me? They are very, very important. I will emphasize a lot on them in this short exhortation. One, two, go. For God did not into the world to condemn the world. We continue now. But... It's not for condemnation. Whenever you live daily by condemnation, you have not come to know the love of God. Oh, will you feel guilty of your wrongdoing? You better do. Will you feel condemned? You better do. But you dare not live in condemnation because you will never experience love. 
And that's a new realm that I believe God will open our eyes on to. Go to verse 18, and I just take three or four points, and then we pray. He who believes in him is not, but he who does not believe is. Have you believed in Jesus? Are you sure? Then you should not be condemned. You should not be condemned. Because he has believed in the, those that are condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Friends, love is the answer to all world's problems. All. Love is the answer to all our family problems. Love is the answer to all our personal problems. I listen to the news often. And I hear a lot of saber rattling in the world at this moment. Are you hearing it as well? And most people who've got some insight are getting concerned. Of all nations, China is even telling some of the, you know, dramatist personnel, those that are acting in all this, he said, boys, calm down. When a person who used to cause trouble himself, He's now telling everybody, no trouble. Please, don't let's cause fight here. You should know there's trouble. I mean, if somebody that's always vetoes and goes on the side of despot and now say, ah, this one is bigger than even myself can cause. You better wake up. The world is in a very dangerous phase. May I ask you, spare two, three, five minutes every day to pray for peace. Because only... And what has kept the world at peace is because somebody decides to choose to play the fool while he's being egged on to play the macho. That's the only way you get peace. Because if everyone would decide to stand on their own, but we have, it looks to me, people that are on the stage at this moment, everyone refusing, everyone desperately want to play the macho. Everybody wants to show up their chest. And there's only one thing that can happen. It's going to be self-annihilation and also annihilation of all that is around them. When war starts, nobody can predict the outcome of a war. You are all old enough to be around. I feel if you don't know World War II, you don't know World War I, at least you know the war in Iraq. At least you know the other smaller wars in various parts of the world, of the world in Congo. The Sudanese war that ended up in the country breaking up. The Nigerian civil war. You can name any. There's no one who can predict the end. But what is the thing that brings war? Nothing but lack of love. And Jesus Christ has come to bring love. And that love is not going to start in all the palaces and all the government houses. It's going to start in the life of individuals like you and I. Enforcing the love of God. Making sure that everywhere there is discontent, where people are riling things up, their peace will come there. Love is the answer. Love is the answer. And I dare challenge you that there is actually of those that are actually acting funny. And let's take our eyes away from the political scene. But let's move from there to the other areas. In the political scene, those that are acting funny or in the families or in the places of work. There is a cry for love in their hearts. This, listen to this statement. There is no one in this world, not one, who is not seeking to be loved or seeking to love someone. 
The point is that they misdirect it. And you can please challenge me on that. That's not. Some of you remember many of the celebrities, they go around. There are many of them are looking for love. Many of them are looking for love. Uh, I don't know to his memory. I don't know how you're going to call that memory. MJ, you remember him? He goes around the world. What does he tell people? All right, those of you that got it, you got it. Michael Jackson. What does he I love you. Was desperate. Was looking for love. He was looking for love. He was looking for love. His whole life he felt exploited. And I don't want to make, I don't want to be an apologist for anybody. It's a public figure as I'm using this issue publicly here. To the extent that the easiest people to love will be children. There may be other sinister reasons. I don't know. I'm not an apologist for him. But deep within, there's a cry for love. And you know, when you gather children, children are easy to cuddle. They're easy to love. It's desperation for love. Somebody that has been troubling you, they're crying for love. You don't know? They're crying for love. Even the ISIS, they're crying for love. Oh, you don't believe it? They are crying for love. Oh, Oh, you think ISIS is just a thing of today? In around AD 33 or thereabouts, to 34, 35, there was another guy who headed another ISIS. It was a religious body. ISIS a religious body. It was a religious body. He was going around killing people. Some of you, you know him. Saul of Tarsus. Oh, you didn't think that was equal to... They were blowing things up in their own way. He said he personally was supervising and he got notes. Even got the backing of the authority to go and get more people killed. They were looking for love. May the Lord himself, let me pray this prayer very early, make you an agent of love. But I will tell you how you can be an agent of love as go on. Everybody, everyone, everyone. The wife that is discontented, better go and love her. The husband... That is really discontented. You better go and love him. The children that are rebellious. Oh, yes. Go and love them. Go and love them. They've been trying to get our attention. They're not. They will shave a quarter of the head. The other quarter, it is yellow and green. Then the center will be purple. You think they don't know what they're doing? If you don't pay attention, you will pay attention by force. And I found out that they are so easy to love. I've been in shops before. They were expecting to have an attitude towards them. They pierce here, they pierce here, they pierce here. And they tell you that, well, I pierce more. They, they will, they, what do you call those ones that show their midriff? Um, whatever. And they also pierce the navel. And as I walk to the store, I always make it a point of duty. To give them a good smile and a whole conversation with them. Even if they are coming, they show an attitude. Because they could see me, you know, middle classish, dressy man, most probably will judge me. And so I just don't. And I hold a conversation with them. How are you doing? How are you doing? And you see a broad smile come and you see a relief. They are looking for love. Let not the death of the Lord be in vain. Please, let's go outside there and love. I went for a retreat or we went for a general, you know, program this weekend. The, only, the main message I got was this message of love. 
And it was so tied together. I was telling my wife, just before the, the minister that came and spoke, came up, those of you that, that were there, you remember? You know, the song, if, I couldn't remember that particular hymn, the song. And you know, I, I don't have those moments often when I'm just totally in pieces emotionally. I was just, there was not, no reason for it. Then I knew God was telling me, I'm going to pour love into you. When I pour my love into you, you will infest other people. And just pray today you'll be infested. You'll be infected with divine love. So that the world around us may know what, how to get around the difficult situation that we are facing. Love is what everyone is looking for. May I also tell you love is powerful. It's more powerful than bombs. It's more powerful. Sons of Solomon chapter 8 verse 6. Sons of Solomon chapter 8 verse 6. He says, set me a seal upon your heart. As a seal upon your arm. For love is as strong as, love is as strong. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 26. He said, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is what? Is death. So you can limbo together. Death is the strongest force operating now in the world. Whether you like it or not, it's the strongest force. And so it will not be conquered until Jesus comes back and death will be thrown into the lake of fire. That's what the Bible says. So death will be around. That's why tomorrow, no matter how your death holds practically every one of us captive. Have you noticed? Have you noticed? It's, it has such a grip on everybody. A little child is ill. The first thing we start fearing, I hope this child lives. Even though we may be aware the child is transitioning, an old person is dead. We hang on to it. Death is so powerful. Like God said, I'm going to leave it here. But just for you to know, the death is very powerful. Just that particular thing called death is powerful. And now, the sons of Solomon, we might think there are no lessons. There are plenty of lessons there. He said that love is actually as strong as death. It's as powerful. And I pray in the name that's above all names, from today onward, the power of love will work for you and I. The power of love will work for us. It will work for us. And I share with you the story of Apostle Paul. If the man had been cast into jail, he would have raised some disciples with him. They would have continued the work. Even God struck him dead in those days. You know what God did? It was their main, it was their bin Laden of those days. And I've been asking the church, let's pray for conversion of ISIS. Let them, let them be prepared. I'm not saying they should not do the military option. Let them be prepared. But before their military option will take place, let's see major conversion amongst them. And God said, look, it does not take me one second to sink the all of the, my enemies. And he did before. He said, but let me use another weapon. Let me use the weapon of love. And he used it. See what Paul eventually did. God, God could have killed him. He killed Herod. Oh, God, God, God kills me. Killed Herod. He just, just blew the man off. He just proved it to us. He killed Benny as well. He said this one. Let me demonstrate to the world that what force cannot do, love can do it. And that's why I'm asking you, please stop using force. Or conventional force. Use love. I'll tell you five unique things about the love of God. And as I'll mention each one of them, I will draw the example for you to follow. Five unique things. Number one. It is initiated by him. And I'll explain that one. Number one point, I said there are five things that are unique about the love of God. Number one point is that the love of God is initiated by him. 
Now, the problem with love is that people wait for the other person to take the, make the first move before you make your move. Haven't you seen that before? The reason, you know the reason why? Because it's good to feel loved. But also, it's okay to respond to love. So, we all wait until we are first loved. Even if you are, when you are trying to marry and you are looking for a woman, you are gauging, say, will she love me or not? You are looking at the man, will he love me or not? And so once you see those signs, then that motivates you. But for God, he does not wait for us to love him. He loves us first. And so he's now telling you and I, go and love the unlovable first. It's not an issue of, hey, he's a very bad person. He does not love me. No, no, no. You start it. That's what God does. God starts it. Because the Bible tells me that while we were here sinners, what did God do? Christ died for us. Romans chapter 5. He died for us. He didn't wait for you. And that's a very, very strong one that you better be very emotional about it from time to time. When you remember how far you got. David was saying, yes, he was raised in church, but he was not in church. How many of our children were raised in church that are not in church? And the boy remembered, he said, hallelujah, you plucked me up. I don't know how well raised in church you were. I was probably more even raised in church than you were. I want what is called Dalsizan Prize. Dalsizan Prize me that there is a whole range. The Dalsis of the church that I was at that time was covered the whole of the western region of Nigeria. Those of you that know that country. A population of maybe 50 million people. And maybe a good number of them. I, I, I won the prize. I was in church. I was raised in church but not in church. So when I say the greatest thing in my life is knowing Jesus, you will know where I was coming from. I don't know about you. For someone to say that all your sins will not be punished. For one to say that the consequences of your sins will be waived. You know, will, be, will be waived. And just says, we're going to start as if you never sinned. Unless you are, you, the person is so pompous, will it not prove you to say, man? And if you've never sinned. Ah, because there are some here that have never sinned. Because the way some of us believe is as if we never sin. We never show gratitude to God. The man was saying, let us jump up. Yeah, I was a bit tired. I couldn't jump. But God says I was jumping in my heart. Might not be good enough for David, but sincerely I was jumping in my heart. Brethren, please let's initiate love. Amen? God initiated love. We must also initiate love. Number two, the love of God is very deep and very wide. Human beings can love superficially. But when God loves, he loves deeply and very wide. A deep love means that he loves to the extent that he can do anything for the love that he has for you. And I'm not talking theory here. Holy Spirit, reveal this thing to your people. And those that know it all or rekindle it again. Because you must have read books. Sometimes when I read, when I listen to messages like this myself, I feel, oh, well, we know that. No, 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 I'm not talking about we know that. I'm talking about do you know it? There's a word of difference with that. It's, it's, pick any theology book or look at any pulpit in this nation or any nation in the world. They will repeat half of what I'm saying. But I'm not just talking to you about the theology. I'm not just talking to you about the, 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 the academic of it. I'm talking about the emotional aspect of it. If you don't know it, may you know it. So I wasn't preaching from what I studied. I'm preaching from what I felt. May you feel it. May you feel that love of God. 
Oh, well, if you don't think that all that you're enjoying is because of the love of God, maybe you're a little bit more arrogant than you should be. Because some of us, all that we get, we think that we are deserving of them. You are deserving of nothing. I will never, by my prayer, and you will too, never to, by the grace of God, we will never, shall I pray, get to the point in which we will think that we deserve all the good that we get. It's the worst that can happen to a person. Should a preacher tell you somebody preachers he preached before? Because sometimes I said, I'm not telling you a nicely prepared message, which I do, but I think I should, if I stop on this point, just get it. Just go back and just experience God's love and go and show the love of God to others. That's what I want to communicate. Once I do that, I can just leave. Should a preacher tell you somebody thinks he's, he, preaches, he prays before he comes in here? I spent a lot of time praying for one thing this morning. You know what I prayed for? I said, Lord, you know, many years back, it will have been a joke to say that I'm standing here preaching. But I am now. And you know that I got nothing of my own. And I developed that prayer. Of course, at that level, you know something within you will come up. I beg of you today, appreciate the love of God. And if you are not appreciating it, I will pray that from today you will appreciate it. You will experience it. A person that is really loved, if you open yourself to that love, you will experience it. That's number two. God loves very deeply and does what? He loves very widely. So whatever he's done before, he can do it again. I have a Bible verse for that here. I've got about two. Let me just pick an appropriate one. Let's look at John chapter 11, verse 34 to 36. John 11, 34 to 36. Hallelujah. Hmm. Oh, Lord, help me. And he said, where have you laid him? Jesus' friend died. He went to his tomb and was going to raise him from the dead just to prove unto people that he has power over death, which is the strongest, the man that loved most, and the one that ever you know, exercised the greatest power over death. He raised a person that just died. He raised one that died they were going to bury. He raised another one that was dead for four days just to prove unto you that I can raise anything. Eventually, he raised himself. <laughs> so that just tells you that Talk of death, I'm number one conqueror of death. Uh, oh, Jesus, conquer every death in my life. Physical death, you can if you come, if you come and rapture us before. But I'm not too bothered about that one. Amen. One day we shall all die if it tarries. But there are many things that are dead than physical. Where have you laid him? He said to him, Lord, come and see. Verse 35, please. Jesus wept. In verse 36, then the Jews said, see what? How he loved him. There are some very strong men here. They never cry. They don't weep. Where love, thank you, Lord. I'll share something with you. And I'm quite aware that this is not just ending here. Many people will play it over and over again. I'm also very protective of you as I'm protective of my nuclear you know, family, especially my children and my wife, of course. You see, when a person's heart is touched, there's no limit. I'm talking about loving deeply. There's no limit to which they can go to touch another person's life. One of the children, one of the older ones, wrote a birthday wish to the youngest one. You know my family. 
And when, when, when the girl got it, <laughs> um, it was his brother, anyway. When, when she got it, I was reading it out. And the outpour of emotion and the promises and things were saying about the girl. I nearly crashed because we both were sobbing. She was just overcome. You know, you know, deep, deep things. And I bought 10 pounds card, but just handwritten. Connect scrap it on paper. May God cause our lives to experience love. Just 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 those simple things. Happy birthday, together, just on and on and on. Just 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 that. We believe I have in you, you are this, and, and you know, just just brought tears to my eyes. There's ability for human beings to love if we choose to love. And that's why let's live here, brethren. As I said, I can close this any moment. Let's live here. Open your heart. Love someone deeply. You'll be sure how you can transform them. Don't criticize them. I'm changing myself. Do you know what? We were listening to some messages with my wife somewhere. And we've had all the wrongs that could be done. He said, what is the solution? What should we do? Don't you know the world is looking for what shall we do? Peter was preaching at the time. Preaching, preaching. They stopped him in the midst of the preaching. In Acts chapter 2, remember? He said, what shall we do? Because we've had. Eh, we killed Moses. We did. Eh? We killed Elijah. Okay, we did. What shall we do? Is that not what you are crying yourself? I can list a litany of what we have done wrong. And sometimes it's good to do so, so that we are aware of God delivered us from. But more often than not, it is what shall we do anyway? I messed up. Yes, I messed up. I've not loved. Yes, I've not loved. But what shall we do? What shall we do? Thank God for Jesus. And I believe we are all asking me, Lord, what shall we do? And he said, you know what? Go and love as I've loved. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples indeed. If you do what? If you love one another. May this, may you experience genuine, I say it again, may you experience genuine love of God. May you know it and may you live it in Jesus' name. I can go on and on. I don't know. Please, let me mention this one. Everyone in here, in the name of Jesus, if there's any area of our heart that's rather hard, may we receive softening of heart now. It's not bragging, it's just thanking God. And I know it, it can change any moment, but it will not change in Jesus' name. You don't know what I'm saying, but you know it should be something important. That God will not, will not take a soft heart from me. And you know what? You don't buy it. You can't even work it off. Now, of course, you're going to look stupid many times, to be honest. People are going to tell you you are a fool. But I said, there's a joy in having a soft heart. A soft heart when somebody decided to wreck you and destroy you, and you decided, before the person even said, I'm sorry, you invited the person to your house. So I'm praying for you today. Lord, soften our hearts. Soften our heart. A heart that is not soft cannot love. How many have we mentioned? I'll mention the other three in quick succession. And then I will just pray over you. Amen. Number three, uniqueness of the Father's love. It diffuses tension and makes friends out of unlikely adversaries. Daniel chapter 4, 34 to 37. Daniel 4, 34 to 37. 
it diffuses tension and makes friends out of unlikely adversaries. And Paul of Tarsus was a good example. I just mentioned one statement there before I move to the next point. I will make one statement there. I sometimes speak very fast. So I try and slow that. I will make um, one point there before I move to the next one. What's that point? Please build bridges and not walls. Build bridges and not walls. Which one is easier to build, a bridge or a wall? It does not depend. Not much. Not much. A wall, anything we build a wall, my brother. And I know there are bridges in my village that we just use a log of wood to do. But if you are to have the same facility, that same thing, if you want to use to build a wall, just put it down like that, it's a wall. Or get two of them, put them side by side, or cut them. And the reason why it is easy to build a wall is because you are building on what is stable. You build a bridge over water. They sink those things. You can fall into it. It's more dangerous to build a bridge than to build a wall. It's more dangerous. That's why we don't want to build because the the water is... I don't love water. Praise God. I have my shower every day, but beyond that one... So, one of the major challenges of human beings is that once we are hurt somewhere, we raise it. Somebody has offered a, a wall, a wall of silence, a wall of malice, a wall of depriving them. It's very easy. It doesn't cause luck. Just shut them out. And all this, I love you, compose really. Oh, really? I can tell you, I love you, compose really. Before we finish saying it, I'm going my, going my way. Walls are very easy to build. And the materials for walls are everywhere. Good bridges, you don't see the materials. Materials for walls are just the sand, pack them. Materials for bridges, even, you can't even use sand to build bridge. Who, who are you? You either use log, if it's traditional, or you use steel. And you need to fashion it. Or build bridges. Or bridge builders. They go far. Because you cross that bridge, you go to the other side. From that other side, you see another area altogether. May the Lord help you and I to build bridges in the name of Jesus. Let's build bridges in our communities. I have only one prayer point because as I'm rounding up, something is telling me. I'll just pray one prayer. You know, God will engineer something else. He will refashion us that we shall be real agents of love. Real agents of love. Number four. The love of God is shown more where it has happened before. That is, where the love, if you have received the love, it's easier to receive the love of God if you have received it once before. That's why he said Romans chapter 8 verse 32. He said, Romans 8 32. He said, he that does not hold back his son from us, thank you, Father. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also do what? If you've experienced God's love before, latch on that one, you will experience another one. If you've experienced his love in salvation, you will experience his love in healing, you will experience his in provision. But remember that the love of God is a python. You get it today, you add more to it tomorrow. Number five, finally, before we rise up to pray. 
the love of God must be received. He does not force his love on anyone. That is why if someone, you are loving them and they are showing resistance, don't stop loving them, but don't force yourself. Take a step back. Continue to do little things. Very soon they will see it. So that it does not turn to stalking. How many of us, we feel exasperated. What else shall I do? Okay, I will force you. Can't you see the good I'm doing? Step back. It doesn't work. Genuine love will eventually show itself as you continually show it. And through that, Christ will be glorified. Father, we thank you. We know that all power belongs to you. In your name, we stand this afternoon to appreciate what you did for us on the cross. But I know, Lord, I'm saying it so that they can hear you because you know all things. I know, Lord, there are people who came in here today feeling very unloved. Lord, I ask you, first and foremost, may they feel your love before they start craving for other humans, human beings' love. Once they know how much you love them, they will be better open to receive the little love being shown them. I also pray, Father, may they in the name that's above all names begin to show love themselves so that through them many lives will be changed. May they show love. Help us to be bridge builders. Wheresoever we have erected walls, let all the walls collapse today. Fill us with your love. The apostle says, where your love is, it is a powerful enough as I said, the love of Christ compels me. You don't want us to follow you just based on we have to. You want us to follow you based on your love. And Lord, I pray this revelation shall be clear to everyone in here in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do an enduring work, O oh Lord. Even while we feel some deprivation of blessings, the realization that you love us is more than enough to see us through until those blessings manifest. Because many a time we've walked away from these blessings because we don't even believe you love us. But today, Lord, start something in our lives. Soften our hearts. Let love flow freely in this house. Let love flow. And I know there's someone in this place whom you have not experienced the love of Jesus in the place of him washing away your sins and giving you a new beginning. The ones that we are able to talk about so confidently and boldly. That same Jesus is here today. And he wants to do it for you. The greatest thing in all our lives is knowing Jesus. It's the greatest. I pray for that person experience Jesus right now. Shall we all please rise on our feet with me if we may?
The love of God will heal today. The love of God will set free today. The love of God will lift somebody's head up today. In the very early morning meetings that we hold for those who are volunteer workers in the church, we prayed about two or one week ago for marriages. The love of God will heal all our marriages in the name of the Lord Jesus. Through the love of God, those that are aspiring and believing God for their own family and marriage, the love of God will cause it to happen. I want all our eyes to be closed and I want to ask for special prayer. The first group are those that I mentioned earlier on. That the, all this thing we're talking about, the love of God cleansing us from our sins and setting us free, you've not really experienced it. You don't know a particular time in your life where you felt the weight of sin lifted and you feel free. Why do you want to wait till tomorrow? Why do you want to wait another day and not receive that today? It's free. So you'll be the very first category of people I will pray for. You want to have an experience, to have to, to first experience and have this love. Jesus will give you. He will give you. That's why he came. That's why we are celebrating Easter. And so you are in the house, you are in that category. Lift your hands up. And I will pray for you in a moment. Believing God that you will experience that intense love. We say he loves deeply and widely. It's intense. It's intense. And just by the laying of our hand, I believe the Lord will confer that love upon you. We feel the load of past life, the load of sin lifted and a new life coming unto you in the name of Jesus. It is a mystery and the mystery of God it is. If you're in that category, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you very quickly. God bless you wherever you are. Just lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. And I want to lift you up into the hand of the Him who can love you intensely. He put it in my God bless you. He put it in my heart to make this call. I didn't want to. Lift it up very well. God bless you. If that's the only person. If you are part of that category, don't, you, I don't know what will happen for me. And I don't want to come telling you this from the position of fatality. But what I know is that I did not make this call because I wanted I made it because the Holy Spirit just said, now, make that call. So don't lose it. I will make out that call one more time. Paradventure, you are in this house. You want to experience the intense love of God in the area of your sin be forgiven and you starting a new life. Please, as lovingly and gently as possible, I'm asking again, lift up your hand right now and I will pray for you wherever you are. Put a card in that person's hand. Lift it very well. Put a card in your hand. Fill that card. Put in your telephone number there and you will get a call from me so that I can guide you more by the special grace of God. And I know Easter 2017 will be a day you will remember for the rest of your life. Thank you, most high God. Lord, envelope us with your love. Envelope us with your love. Surround us. Let that love 
heal every pain in our lives. Let that love set us free. And I pray, next time I will hear from you, next time we will see each other on, you know, close contact basis, you will have a good story to tell me. That the love of God, the greatest power ever, the love of God, the greatest power in creation has broken the chain of the enemy. And has set you free from every bondage in the name of Jesus. Receive the love of God. Receive the love of God right now. As many as are disposed to lift up your hand. greatest of all lovers. Just love us freely, Lord. We open ourselves up unto you. Heal all our wounds. Take care of all our pains. And empower us to love. Holy Spirit, I ask, even as we live here in a few moments' time, let your word constantly ring in our ears. That word, son, I love you. Daughter, I love you. May we hear that constantly. And may we be satisfied with that affirmation and declaration of love, our Heavenly Father. Receive the love of God. Receive the love of Jesus. Let your life never remain the same. Father, we thank you. Faithful and true you are. In Jesus' most wonderful name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.